You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using promo code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's promo code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser, and I'm joined in studio by Producer T. We also have Nick Floor on the line, and uh, Producer Pigeon is also in the studio. Producer Pigeon, how are you doing today? I was going to try to make the pigeon noise, but... Well, that was definitely not a pigeon noise. That's not the closest <laughs> we're going to get. Oh, there, there we pretty go. Good. There pretty we good, go. Nick. The there we go. Producer T, how you doing? I'm doing great. I don't, I probably Last... can't. There's no live stream, so no one can see this beautiful sun, but <laughs> it, it's, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's even down on me, making me sweat. Uh, last day that we're recording in the studio. Yeah. Uh, the next episode the will studio. be in the new, uh, the new place in Nanaimo. Yeah. Big time. Moving on up in the world. Hey, watch out. We might get copyrighted. There. <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. It was a warmer day today. I was able to wear shorts and sleeveless shirt. Well, we've discussed this before. It doesn't matter. I guess this concept of weather is different than mine. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, the sun was out and the, the breeze were flowing and we made money today. So that's all. There, there you go. You know, I came to money. work today for the first time this year. Did not bring a long sleeve. Of any kind, Whoa. no sweater, no jacket, no nothing. That's that a, kind of weather. That's a bold move this early in, uh, <laughs> in the in the season. It really, the is. funniest part is none of this video is going to be used, and no one's going to believe that the actual like the sun is out there. They're going to yeah. be like, "This guy's been talking the entire fucking season." Hey, about I'm, I'm literally beaming right at they us. They don't call on us the, the Hawaii right of Canada for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that that's real. <laughs> and 100% is a real thing. Yeah, it actually really. Oh my! It's been said by like God. a handful of people. Yeah. The Hawaii it's of by Canada. Far we're the like island where you, we're the only island in Canada where you can actually surf. Okay? There you go. Yeah. You go on the beach, and people are like. Oh, you can spend like solid time on the beach here. Oh yeah, yeah. that's cool. I can't yeah. wait to visit you guys. I'm excited. Oh, we're as long as you come in summer, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, if you come in the winter, prepare <laughs> to be disappointed. Bring your rain jacket. Should be like Ron Swanson. The awesome like, rain. We just uh, the snow. We just yeah. get shitty rain all the time. Yeah. Do you have a good pair of gum boots? Because you will need them. <laughs> we don't um, get rain here in California. We're we're gonna step into a drought. It's it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll I'll take the rain yeah. over a drought. I like our seasons. Our seasons are fine. Yeah. So, anyways, that's the weather report, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're gonna need a sound clip for that because we seem to do it every week. We do. Uh, let's give a shout. That's the weather, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining sideways. It's raining sideways. Um, let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself at dyl underscore thpn. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod and the network at Hockey Pod Net. Producer T. I'll follow myself at producer underscore T E E and Nick. You can find me at Nick Floor underscore. I actually just made myself a new Instagram too. Oh, did he? What's yeah. the Instagram handle? Producer underscore T. Oh, Keeping it go. simple for the oh, fans. Hey, oh. I, I okay. have zero followers though, so please add me, people. <laughs> what kind of content are we I'm expecting just, from I, this? I'm, I'm going to go. I'm just expecting sharks, something big. You know? Something big, I'm expecting. Sharks, Whoa. warm beer, baby. <laughs> yeah, warm sharks beer. and warm beer. Warm there beer, you go. some sharks. I like it. Warm beer and BC buds. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, trade deadline has passed. The San Jose Sharks were active. I mean, nothing, no big moves from the Sharks, but we acquired a few draft picks, which, you know what? I'll call that a win. I'll yep. call that a win for Doug Wilson. And, you know, at like I said last episode, at his age, to get into two three-ways, <laughs> that's a hell of a feat, folks. What a fucking stud. <laughs> what, a stud. Yeah, what a stud indeed. Uh, let's, let's get into some general reactions from the trade deadline. Were you happy with this trade deadline or is it kind of like, yeah, this is what I expected. Honestly, I, I, I'm pretty happy with it. I mean, to pick up a couple picks just for the cap, I'm, I, I can't, I don't see any problems with that. Um, Makes total sense. I mean, yeah, you gotta it weaponize does. your cap when you have it, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it shows that we're pretty much we're right with where Doug Wilson wants to go with this. You know, yeah. he's definitely not going for it this year and, and he's looking to the future, which is good. You know, that's what you got to do to try and keep this rebuild as, as short as possible. So, uh, I, I don't have any big complaints. How about you, Nick? Um, nah, me neither. If I were to grade it, I'd give it like a B, <laughs> only because I there there was a couple of guys I expected to be moved that didn't get moved, and I'm I know why they weren't able to be moved, but you know I still wanted to get them the fuck out so we could get assets for it. <laughs> but I think you you hit the nail on the head where you you use the cap space that you have for this short period of time to gain an asset for it, and like comparatively over the last couple of years they got more i think uh toronto got, got a fifth round pick for laundering half of leonard's contract in the three-way with vegas last year is that where we're calling it now laundering <laughs> yeah we're the san jose loan sharks right now so oh, right right okay okay <laughs> uh so for us to be able to get uh buffalo's fifth which is basically a fourth um in one of the three-way deals there for laundering not nearly as much money i don't know it just felt good good moves from doug I agree. Um, we got some, you know, producer T might not like this. We got some tough names coming back. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've been, uh, been dreading this moment for from a the while. Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> so we have a banger of a fucking name though. Yes. In there. Uh, oh yes. We, yeah. We got a couple good names here. Um, Can we save that one for last? Can I yes, move that? We will. We'll save that for last. But uh, from Toronto, the San Jose Sharks acquired Al- Alex, Barabanov. I couldn't even Barabanov. say Alex there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you can't say Alex, you're screwed. Um, we nailed Barabanov, but Alex was like, oh, shit, two syllables? Get the fuck out of here. It just got in my head. It got in my head. Um, so this guy, I mean, he doesn't have much NHL experience. I think he has 13 or 14 games. Uh, you know, has played in the KHL for a few years. Put up some decent points in the KHL in Russia. So... I think there's, you know, a, a chance he can make this team uh, moving forward. Maybe next year he's in a fourth line role, bring some offense, and it didn't cost us really anything. So I, I, I like the deal. Yeah, yeah. For for that move, it seems just like a change of scenery for both guys. So we sent Auntie Suomela over to Toronto, 
and we you know it's a, it was a one for one so they're both pending ufas at the end of this year they both have equal contributions to the nhl clubs that they came from which is uh you know amounting to almost nothing so i think this is one of those things where you're not going to have sewell mill on the team next year and so you might as well poke around and see if there's someone that you could possibly slot into the lineup at the end of this season to see if they work out if they don't they walk if they do you can re-sign them for for obviously pretty cheap so um, Shang has a nice article out on a scout with uh, Barabanov, so uh, we'll see if he, well, what he can do with this, uh, this with the Sharks team at the end of this season. I mean, it's a no risk move for both teams, so yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's a roll of the dice. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, one of Doug Wilson's famous three ways mm-hmm. uh, we acquired a fifth round pick in 2022, uh, which was Buffalo's pick, and that came to us via was it via Vegas or Chicago, Nick? Uh, it was via Vegas, and it was Buffalo's okay. fifth pick via Vegas. Right. And Chicago yeah. was in the trade as well, just to make it more confusing. A little bit more confusing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we pick up another fifth-round pick. It's next year's pick. It's it's something. It's Again, it's a roll of the dice when you're talking about picks like that. But yeah. You, yeah. you need to build them up. I mean, if you can get four or five fourth-round picks, fifth-round picks, you might get a player out of that. Yeah, and that's, a, like I said before, that's a Buffalo fifth, which is a normal fourth especially with how they're playing. It's a late fourth, early fifth. So uh, again, you're, you're getting something for literally nothing because while to make the trade legal, we had to send Nick uh, DeSimone to them. He was reassigned instantly back to the Barracuda. So uh, they just had to use him to make the trade legal. He doesn't actually, he's not going to play for Henderson or Vegas. And um, he's a pending free agent as well at the end of this year. So his rights will expire. He'll come back and, negotiate with the sharks for a contract so again just hammering out assets in the three ways love it uh the next trade actually producer t i'll get you to read off the next one because uh you're you're gonna like one of the names in this one the the trade between tampa bay and san jose uh so uh to tampa bay went uh frederick cleason cleason clayson Clayson, I was trying to overpronounciate the A and the E, the okay. double S. See, just like A-E I did, you, over, you overthought it. I, I totally overthought it. And then to San Jose, Magnus Krona. That's Hi- pretty awesome. Hybrid Indica. <laughs> <laughs> Are you having sleep problems? <laughs> um, don't know much about the guy, goaltender. We're getting back in the deal. Uh, we just love the name. Definitely name of the day. Um, of the I can... I could do a quick little breakdown. Um, the Sharks turned a waiver wire addition into a goalie prospect to, to break it down short. So they they picked up Clayson from Ottawa early in the season for uh, depth in the defense, essentially. And they flipped into Tampa Bay, who wants some depth in their defense for a championship run. For a goalie prospect, he's only 20 years old. He's 6'6". He's a big fucking guy. I think Magnus literally means great or big. So he fits the bill. Big uh, Corona. Yeah. Big <laughs> Corona. Down with him every game, baby. <laughs> he, uh, I think he was the starter for the University of Denver in the 19, uh, 2019-2020 season. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, posted a 920 save percentage, 16-6-4 uh, and four with two shutouts, and then played 18 games this year. I believe they were not that great of a team. I, I can't speak to it specifically. Um seven and 11 with a 907 save percentage. So you're basically flipping nothing that you get off the waiver wire into a possible something. And, and a scout has 
said that at worst he's a decent AHL starter moving forward. So there you go. We'll take you, that. Hey, yeah. You're taking a swing on him. He was a fifth round pick by the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2018. So again, I, I like the move specifically because it's low risk. You're you're buying low on a guy that could turn out to be pretty well for the team. Yeah, I mean, I think you could use that term to describe the entire trade deadline for the Sharks. Is low risk. All these yeah. moves are low risk. We're getting fourth, fifth round picks back. Yeah. Um, and, and the last one we'll touch on quickly, the other three-way uh, between Columbus, San Jose, and Toronto. We ended up getting a fourth round pick uh, for retaining some salary on Felino and giving up uh, Stefan Nason. Like how I pronounced that name there, Nick? That was perfect. It was beautiful. Been working on it. <laughs> He's standing in the mirror for the last 24 hours. Nason. Nason. Not Nosen. Nason. <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about that one during the Sunday live stream, actually, because that's when it went down. So um, if you guys want to listen to the full breakdown, you can go back and listen to that one or watch the, the live stream on YouTube. Um, but yeah, just another fourth round pick from Toronto. So it'll be a late fourth. So we're going to have a shit ton of picks kind of back to back to back. You know, coming from Vegas being Buffalo's, it'll be early fifth, and then having Toronto's as well as our own. There's just going to be a cluster of picks in that 130 to one, I think, 55 range. So, and, and in a draft like this, where we've talked about guys, it's a bit of a crapshoot. It's up in the air. You can find some late round steals, much like every draft. So, maximize that opportunity, maybe trade up to get someone that's fallen down the boards for seemingly no reason at all. Um, and just find a way to get the guys that you need to make this team better. Uh, let's get into some other trades that happened in the NHL. The big one, Taylor Hall, we were talking about it before the trade went down. He ends up going to Boston. Uh, him and Curtis Lazar go to Boston in exchange for Anders Bjork and a second round pick. Um you know, it's kind of what I predicted. I think I said Taylor Hall will go for something like a second and a third round pick. Anders Bjork is probably worth maybe a bit more. Maybe he's worth a second round pick. So you can yeah. you can look at it like they got two second round picks for Taylor Hall if you're looking at it value wise. Um, for Boston, I mean, who knows what you get with Taylor Hall? You know, he could turn it on and be a great player and a great addition to this team that needs a boost in scoring going into the playoffs, or he can be invisible like he has been for the Buffalo Sabers. The the thing with Taylor Hall is that he's never really had an opportunity to play on a quality team like Boston. He's always kind of yeah, you know, you can make that argument. You know, he's yeah. always kind of bounced around where he's had to. He's he's really had to try and take the load. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, be playing with uh, <laughs> playing with uh, better quality players. Whether you put some, you know, you put some points on the board and they can actually make a run because they're not actually that you know cemented into that playoff spot either, uh, Boston. So no. this is going to be an important um, month or so for them. So it'll be interesting to see whether he'll uh, he'll continue the curse and uh, they'll they'll won't even make the playoffs potentially. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, quite the career he's had. Yeah. Edmonton plays with them for seemingly ever forever with all those other first round picks. Nothing gets done. Um, he ends up in Arizona as well, in New Boston, Jersey, in yeah, New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was forgetting. And he had a great year in New Jersey, winning the uh, winning the Hart Trophy. He was an eighty point player, like a seventy to eighty point player with both the Edmonton Oilers and the New Jersey Devil, New Jersey Devils, two awful teams at the time. Yeah, no, I mean he basically took the Devils into the playoffs that year. Yeah. It wasn't the cast around him; it was Taylor Hall, and that was it. So. Hopefully the Boston Bruins get that Taylor Hall. Yeah. Because if they do, that's a dangerous team going into the playoffs. He's going to be on the third line. 
Yeah, and he's going to be there when the uh, Boston Bruins beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, I wouldn't want that. <laughs> I don't want Boston to win another, another cup here. I don't know who I would cheer for in Boston at least. Yeah, Boston I probably just least. wouldn't watch. I'd be I, like, screw this. Yeah, honestly. I hate them equally. Yeah, that would be awful. Actually. Awful. <laughs> uh, the, Nick, what, what do you think about this trade? Um, the initial reactions that I kind of like <laughs> vibed from everyone else was, what the fuck? Like, Buffalo got almost nothing. I don't want to say almost nothing, but it seemed like they should they should have gotten more, or that's how it felt. And then you kind of take a little bit of time to sit on it, and you look like I think he had a full no movement clause when he signed with Buffalo, so he got to pick where he went. So that's why I believe the return was a little bit lower than what some people expected. And Dylan, we talked about it as well, and you hit the nail on the head on more than one thing. You said that there wasn't going to be a third team involved to launder money because Buffalo would just eat whatever they had to eat. And I believe they did retain a percentage of the salary as well. So you hit that and the value almost right on the fucking head. So give you a nice pat on the back. Call me did, did a great fucking job. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, it's kind of what I expected. Can't, uh, can't say much more. Uh, but the, the big trade of the day, actually, this was even bigger than the Taylor Hall trade. Anthony Mantha going to the Washington Capitals in exchange for Verana, uh, Panic, a first and a second round pick. That's quite the haul for Mantha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he scored in his debut. Not bad. So, I mean, so he's not- a great player. Like, I, Anthony Mantha has been playing for the Red Wings his entire career so far. And he's only 25, I think. And it has not been a very good team. And he's still able to put up points. If you look at the seasons where he's played close to a full season, he's putting up 25 goals a year. So now you put him on a good Washington Capitals team. I think you have a 60, 65-point player there. You look at that return, though, and you look at what Taylor Hall got. It, it looks it looks a slight overpayment on Washington's side. You, you could say a little bit, but, yeah. I mean, we're talking about a guy, Anthony Mantha, he – you know, you could probably say he's going to put up 30 goals on a good team. Yeah. 60 points. He's also, this guy's 6'5", 240 and pounds. Skate. And he can skate. Yeah. And so he's he only bring, 26. He's only 26. And so Brandon's 25, more of a skilled player. You know, he doesn't play tough. For, I mean, yeah. you're in the NHL, you play tough. But you, you boys know what I mean. And we've all played. We know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and Dylan said it there, all the intangibles that... uh that Mantha brings, I think it was an overpayment too. I thought maybe a draft pick and Verona would have got it done. However, they had to get Panic's contract off the books, and they wanted that guy clearly. So they paid. They paid for the player they wanted, and I mean, shit, Detroit. They're they're very happy with the return they got. Imagine this: you're going against the Capitals in the playoffs, oh. and Tom Wilson and Anthony Mantha and are on Oshie. the same line, and maybe throw T.J. Oshie in there too. That's a tough line to play against. Yeah. That's two guys that are like 6'4", 6'5", 230, that can skate, that can hit, they can do it all. I like the deal for Washington. Well, that's what I'm saying. You could have it with either two lines or three lines distributed with these players. Alex Ovechkin, who's a tough son of a bitch, TJ Ogier, good? Tom Wilson, <laughs> and Anthony Mantha. Now, they could all be separated. You know, They could all make an appearance on, on three different lines. You know yep. what I mean? So that, that's and you have that element on every line in that case, right? That yeah. is a playoff team. I mean, how many, how many teams have one guy that's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, you know, 230 that you can, can skate and that can score? How many teams have that? Yeah. Not very many. That's no. why Tom Wilson's getting paid right now. Yeah. Looks like Nick's uh, dealing with something <laughs> there. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I'm not there I just hear 
fucking pounding outside right now. I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on. But it's uh, Kyle. Pfft, Kyle it's, it's, another, it's another Doug Corey's Wilson three way. <laughs> it's your bandwidth. <laughs> it's Kyle. To your point, <laughs> T, though, I, I see the logic behind like thinking it's an overpay. It seems like it was like, holy shit, you're giving up quite a bit for this guy. From the Capitals' perspective, I see why they would give that up. But I think the biggest key here is what Iserman said about the move and that he didn't think Mantha fit in with the the timeline of where they were rebuilding. Now Mantha's 26. So if you're if you're thinking about that, this is prime Anthony Mantha, how we talked about Kevin LeBanc, prime Kevin LeBanc right now, these next five years, right? So if you're putting that into perspective, like relating it to the Sharks, wouldn't you kind of expect San Jose, if they were actually going into a full rebuild like we think that they should, they should have been making a move somewhere along these lines? You have to be committed, and I think that's the problem. You have to make a full commitment to a rebuild, and the yeah, San Jose yeah. Sharks are a bit afraid of doing that right now. Well, I don't um, think it's that they're afraid. I think it's that they literally can't. Yeah, well, that too, because with, you know, we've talked about it a million times, with guys yeah. like Carlson and Burns on the books, yeah. uh, Vlasic, it makes it tough. It really yeah. does. And I, I wanted to kind of use that as an example for because there was a lot of people on Twitter. There's on, there's literally two schools of thought out there right now, and it's frustrating at best. Uh, people that think that we should have sold out to try to go and win all now, like win out and do whatever the fuck we could to make the playoffs, and people that think that we should be able to trade these players with these bad contracts, and we're in the middle. Like we're in purgatory right now as the Sharks, which is why when we discussed the Kevin LeBanc thing, uh, and what he would be worth. I think Kevin LeBanc, the best type of parallel you can draw would be this right here. The Anthony man. I agree. Yeah. So if the sharks ever got an offer to get, you know, Kevin LeBanc for Verona panic, a first and a second, I'm taking that any day of the fucking week personally, because you're getting those types of players. And yes, uh, Verona and panic are a little bit older, but that would fit more into the Sharks' like cup contention if they're going for a smaller retool or reset as opposed to a full-scale rebuild. So it, in regards to the Sharks, if Kevin LeBanc can go for this type of offer, I feel like they should do it. But just wanted to kind of address the situation where people think the Sharks should have sold hard when you can't and people that think the Sharks should have bought out as hard as they could when they shouldn't. It's such a tough spot because, I mean, like, realistically, like, just doing a quick retool over a couple of years, it just won't work. Like, you're not going to win the Stanley Cup that way. Look at these other teams. I'm a Jim Benning. Yeah, look at these other teams in the West. I mean, there's some amazing players out there. Yeah, You're you're not going to build a roster with superstars if you're kind of in the middle getting, you know, pick number 15 in the draft. We need a few top five picks in this organization, how are we going to get there? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And when you're not getting production from your top six guys, when you see these guys failing essentially to do what they're paid to do, it raises a lot of question marks and you see there's a lot of pressure being put on Doug Wilson. Um, so it was funny just kind of moving forward when he was done making his moves, he had his little presser. He spoke about how the majority of the moves that we've seen in this trade deadline, and it was a quieter trade deadline, like throughout the league. There's there wasn't a there was one big deal, and it was the Mantha deal, in my opinion. Everything else was kind of like the Jack, Jack Eichel didn't get moved. You know, no one else, uh, no big names really got moved around. 
Um, nothing that would classify as a blockbuster per se, like the Eric Carlson trade. And he said that a lot of moves were made in a, in preparation for the expansion draft and how he, he's, he understands and he knows moving forward, like what the game plan is. So they already know who they're going to expose at this point. And they actually, he kind of leaked out something a little bit where he said that they could possibly add another player during the expansion draft. Now, I don't know how the fuck that's going to happen, whether it's making a trade with another team that, you know, doesn't want to give someone up to Seattle, much like, you know, let's say Florida, how they gave up uh, X player. I think they had to get, they gave up like Jonathan Marsh. So, so they selected Riley Smith or, or vice versa. They don't want to do that to Seattle. So they're going to, deal around the league for a cheaper price essentially so i'm interested to see what he has planned moving forward in the expansion draft to continue with his quote-unquote reset and uh, he also plans on adding a couple more picks for the entry draft as well so i expect players to be on the way out or on the way in 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 more medium-sized moves in this offseason as well so it may have felt like a bunch of really small moves for this trade deadline for the sharks it feels like moving forward, he's still committing to his plan to reset the team to make a playoff push next year and possibly, uh, you know, the year after. All I'm going to say is that was not Doug Wilson's last three-way. Leave it at that. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, I, I think we're good at the trade deadline. Unless you boys yep. want to bring up anything else before you move on. Done with it. Let's get <laughs> just done with it. All right. Um, Four nothing loss to the Ducks. Not much to say there. <laughs> fucking destroyed. Yeah. Got embarrassed. My biggest gripe with that game is like allegedly Jones got hurt in the pregame warmups. Like he caught a puck to the shoulder and was like sore or or something happened, but they still started him and then he just gives up three in the first. Now I understand the Sharks defense was hot fucking trash, <laughs> but why are you not starting Kojanosh at that point? If because what's to say it's not something more dangerous that he could risk re-injuring and then his trade value what what very little it is goes down to like nothing at all because i you know i still think they're going to try to move off of him this offseason me personally that's why they have melnichuk and kojanosh you know in that rotation to play these next couple of you know weeks for the sharks but i don't know i just felt like they should have rolled out with the rookie there and you know to top it off we can't put a single puck in the back of the net Against yeah. uh, against the Ducks, I mean the Ducks. I kind of feel like, I, I kind of feel like the playoff dream is almost over. It's yeah. st- it's starting to fade here. We're still kind of in the mix, but like the way that the team's playing, I don't really have any hopes that they're gonna make a big push at the end of the season hope here. That St. Louis keeps playing like poop. Yeah, I just hope that St. Louis keeps uh, shit in the bed. But well, yeah, it's, like, it's not even St. Louis. Away. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's really the Coyotes we're against here. Um, and we know our luck against the Coyotes. So yeah. It's We're a, all against St. Louis boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything else we want to talk about this game? I mean, I wasn't able to catch it. It's been a busy week. I just watched the highlights and about halfway through, I was like, you know what? This sucks. I, I, don't, I don't want to watch anymore. <laughs> I switched it to the A's game. Like, I yeah, just couldn't. I, I, the first. You watch the A's game too, eh? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big pace, baseball guy. Not, big, not a big baseball guy. Um, ball dude, huh? <laughs> uh, so Nick, we have some changes uh, to the lineup, I believe. Yeah, uh, 
I was really interested to see what was going to happen because 11 o'clock is usually 11 a.m. Pacific time is usually when practices start. And Shang Peng will, will tweet out who's doing what, what's going on. And it's like 11.02. He's like, these boys are they're two minutes late. Something's going on. Everyone starts digging into the fucking conspiracy bag. Oh, fucking Doug Wilson got fired. Bob Booner's fucking fired. Right? It was Magna Corona. He's making them late now. <laughs> Uh, it looks like they had a team meeting to discuss what they called X's and O's and body language in the last game and, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. They don't, I don't know, seemingly they don't care. None of them got traded. So they're like, all right, fuck it. We could coast to the end of the season because that, that's how their body language looked to me. But uh, yeah. they came out wearing some, uh, you know, they wear the different colored jerseys to determine who what the practice lines are. And the, the lines were a little bit different. So just kind of rounding it out. Uh, Kane Couture Balsers for the first line, Meyer Hurdle and LeBanc. Um, the third line stays the same because it was the only line that was even remotely decent. And then the fourth line finally gets a, a well-deserved overhaul. And in my opinion, I, I really have hated the inability for anything to be real in that line. So Marlowe, Handemark comes back up off the taxi squad and then Noah Greger on the right wing there. So uh, we also had Shelman, Gabriel, VL, and Sorensen as extras. So you expect them to be healthy scratches. And then the defensive pairings stayed the same. So um, we'll see how that fucking works. But it means one thing here, and it's a little bit devastating. That is the end, at least for now, of the My Balls Hurt line. Yeah. What a very no live stream, but Nick is currently crying. <laughs> Rest in peace. That's gotcha, it, bitch. <laughs> 2021 to 2021. <laughs> it lived a good life. All right. Um, let's uh let's move on. Should we should we go to a quick pity of the fool? I mean, this one's gonna be a quick one this week. Sure. Uh, I had to make it somewhat trade deadline related. So yeah, we'll get into it. Pity the fool. I'm pity the fool. This week's Pity the Fool, Malk Bazavin. Uh, <laughs> Would you like to speak English, please? Uh, Mark Bergervin um, <laughs> is our <laughs> Mark Bergevin is our fool of the week uh, for placing Victor Mete on waivers, so um, and then right afterwards he makes a trade to acquire John Merrill. Uh, who, you know, not, not taking anything away from the guy, but I mean he's an older player. And you're replacing Victor Mete with that. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Victor Mete is 22 years old with NHL experience. You don't get that very often with a defenseman and you just throw him away. Like he's pigeon food. You just toss him. (laughs) (laughs) Producer pigeon be pecking. Nick, what are your thoughts on, on this move? I mean, I know we were talking uh, not on the podcast, but we were talking about hopefully the San Jose Sharks can pick up a guy like Victor Mete because that would be amazing. But no, Goes to Ottawa, of course. Of course. Like, or, I mean, were they all- second in waiver wire selections? So, like, Buffalo said no. Like, yeah. What? Like, what, what, what are you guys doing over there? Yeah. What a fucking gong show that place is. It's a Honestly, circus. like, the NHL was probably like, you know what? Buffalo's first on the list, but like, do we want to deal with their shit? Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just move it along here, you know? Victor declines. He's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. But yeah, I mean, I just don't think that's very good asset management. Um, and you know, it's clear that they needed a defenseman because after they placed him on waivers, like I said, they got John Merrill for a fifth round pick, I believe, from Detroit. The move doesn't make any sense to me. Not no. one bit. No, 
insane. They could have easily have called me, and I would have offered a fifth round pick that we had just got laundering money for Victor Mete. Like, well, like uh, you know, was Victor Mete shopped around the league? You got to think no, because yeah. Yeah. like, would a GM like Doug Wilson not be like, "Fuck it, I'll give a fifth round pick that I just got for taking twenty five percent of Felino's salary"? Like Jesus, yeah. Or, or yeah. like anybody who needs defense, right? You know, Vancouver Canucks. I mean, I know. Even like there's probably half the league could use a 22 year old defenseman. Yeah, and he just throws his ass on waivers. Who either's in the the bottom pairing or you know in the middle somewhere. Yeah, because of that experience again. And this guy's played what I think he's played World Championship. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's played uh, he's played on some of the biggest stages already. And again, 22. I thought he was at least 24. It blew yeah. my mind. I think you're right. I think he did play in the World Championship. Yeah, we one of the tournaments. But I mean, like Victor Mete, he's nothing amazing, right? This isn't a guy who's going to jump into your top four and be a, a top defenseman. But he's a steady guy that there's still some growth with a young guy like that at 22, especially being a defenseman. I think you can get a little more out of Victor Mete, and maybe at the end of the day, he's a number four defenseman. Dude, all he does yeah. is win. 2020, under uh, World Junior Championship gold medal, uh, CHL Memorial Cup champion, OHL champion. Uh, Nick, like, what, what team was he playing for in uh, uh, World Juniors? In 2020? I don't know. I, all I remember is 2021. So that's all that matters <laughs> to me. Gotcha, bitch! <laughs> But uh, yeah, there you go. Pity the fool. Like, fucking dude just wins, and they're just like, no, what the fuck? Can't hit. Do you? Do you? There has to have been something going on there, then, right? Bejavin, or is he just that? He marches stupid. to the beat of his own drum. Yeah, he really does. Only three points in fourteen games. You're fucking trash. Like, come on, dude. I yeah. get it. He's a smaller defenseman, you know. But that's how the league is shifting towards, anyways. So, yeah. why? Why? <laughs> you probably could have used him in that deal to get Merrill to get a better pick back from Detroit. It's uh, insane. I think one of Montreal's bigger defensemen, I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He came from Winni- Winnipeg. Anyways, I think he went down on injury, so maybe they were looking just for a bigger body. I don't know. That's that's right. the only thing I can think Was of. Was it Edmondson that was silly? Edmondson or I don't know. I remember they signed someone who came from Winnipeg. Okay. Okay. He, was a, he was a bottom pairing guy, but he was def, he was a bigger, he's more of a beast defenseman. Right. Big, right. big boy. Big boy. Big, big boy. By the way, I you say he's a Magnus Krona. Can we use that as a descriptive term for just big as fuck? Ask Doug Wilson. I posted uh, Tea Time, or the questions um, on Twitter, by the way. Already, people are answering it for T, so they're actually oh. engaging and adding their answers. So it's going to be like a double up Tea Time. Wow. I'll make sure uh, the commenter gets his gets his answers read. All right, well, let's get right into it. Here we go, tea time, folks. Good morning, asshole, and welcome to tea time with producer T. Uh, Isha, since we have you in the studio and you're the one asking these questions, um, why don't you tee up the first one? Oh, I'll tee them up for you. Oh, here we go. All right, tea time this week. Last one in this studio, producer T. I got a few questions for you. Uh, shout out to Josh at State of Hockey One on Twitter, who also chimed in with some answers. All right, question number one: If two mind readers are reading each other's minds, whose mind are they reading? Each other's. If two. <laughs> but if if you're reading the mind of the person sitting across from you, who's reading your mind, then you're uh, reading your mind because they're reading. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but they're still reading each other's mind. No. Fair enough. Someone's, someone's, <laughs> someone's mind is being read here. Josh um, at State of Hockey says the opposite of their own. So, there you go. 
Um, because constant oxygen is needed. What? I think that's. The oh, that's. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, hey, we're getting real <laughs> intense here. <laughs> Moving along. Uh, T. Question number two. Why does glue stick to everything except the bottle? I I mean, doesn't glue stick to a bottle? No, but like the inside of the bottle. You know, it's obviously, like it's just made of something. It's just made of something that's it's not made of something non-glue. Yeah. No, but here's the thing: the non-adhesive. The glue, uh-huh. the glue, kind of does stick to the bottle, but only a thin, like, film yeah. of it on the outside. Maybe it's just everything it's inside of stuff. that is, you know, it's sealed and liquidous. So this one actually has a correct answer. It's oh. Because yeah. ox. Because constant oxygen is needed in order to activate the glue to dry. So in a little bit of a bottle or in a little bottle, limited oxygen won't dry. There you go. How are you? Um, <laughs> next, next question. <laughs> Gee, how are you? If many cats jump on top of each other, is it still a dog pile? 100% a pussy pile. <laughs> <laughs> you got That's into the, the microphone for that answer, one. 100%. <laughs> Josh says, "Fuck the kittens." Uh, Josh, I prefer my speciality. Josh, yes. Um, let's t- let's tread lightly on this one, boys. But if you were born deaf, what language do you think in? Oh, I think that's an awesome question. I have no idea. Would be pretty cool to. Oh, I don't know how. Well, I guess it, it it don't. Is it like sign? I have no idea. No idea. That's a hard one. Yeah, I, I was a little trumped. Like, doesn't it depend on like what sign language you get? Taught or whether you're like maybe it's something completely random, like you actually thinking like Klingon or something, you know. Well, when you're a baby, you don't. <laughs> How would you, you know what Klingon is? Dylan? Yeah, that's the thing. Well, no, I just, but, okay. I just know that word. Okay, okay. But when you're a baby, <laughs> visual learning to, to yeah, process. But when you're a baby, stuff, don't they, Nick? When you're a baby, you don't understand English until someone teaches you. So it'd just be whoever, whatever someone taught you, like whether it's sign language or lip reading. It, so it'd be yeah. something that we imagery. can't comprehend because yeah, you'd think in imagery, yeah, yeah exactly. Exact, that's until exactly. someone like put. Like a symbol, I guess, to that image, right? Just yes, like, it, well, no, just no, like we put a word to an image, right? I'm not laughing at your response. I'm just laughing that like how deep we're going into this because it, it actually is kind of confusing. Yeah, yeah it is. Like Josh, you're just you thinking, real. man, I really want to eat a fucking apple, right? But you have to think of like the actual like picturing in your head, signing, I want to eat a fucking apple, probably. and the taste of it, right? You'd be thinking yeah. of the taste of it versus the name too, yeah. <laughs> Man, we're we are lucky no deaf people listen to our podcast. I tell you, they've been living right now. <laughs> oh, hearing impaired, God. I believe. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Um, Straight to hell for us, boys. Walking on, good. and I think we're gonna walk right off of it. Now. Yes, sir. Uh, that was the end of tea time. <laughs> Josh, yeah, I won't even say it, Josh. <laughs> Come on, say it. We're all what looking Josh at. Said just simply Helen Keller. Okay, well. she's immune to flashbangs, so. All right, um, let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles, boys. Um, <laughs> you can follow myself at dyl underscore thpn. <laughs> you can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod, and you can follow the network, the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Pod Net. Producer T, you can follow me at producer underscore T E E, and Nick, you can follow me at Nick Floor underscore. And uh, Isha Jerome. I was losing it off that last one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. At producer <laughs> underscore pigeon. There you go. There and you Kyle? go. At leaky seventy one Chevelle. <laughs> <laughs> at underscore needs mechanic, please. <laughs> um, 
All right, boys. Well, trade deadline successful for the San Jose Sharks, I'll say. Yes, sir. I don't know how successful we were with this episode. Ah, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> the last 10 minutes were a little questionable, but anyway. It ended with a flashbang. Ended up with a <laughs> flashbang, but only certain people will know that. Um, all right, folks. We'll catch you on Sunday in the new studio. Peace out.